He's out with a driver now. Now, I'm not sure this is right. Although, he's had a four and two threes on this hole. He's going to be at least three shots ahead. Welcome to Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast. Joining us this week is a member of Cleek's GC on the Live Tour. He's been on before and he will be, again, as honest as he possibly can regarding Live, DP World Tour, promotion series and whatever else comes up. So welcome once again, Bern Wiesberger. Yes, hello, guys. Hey, uh, that, 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 that wasn't discussed. I thought I can say whatever whatever I come up with. I, I didn't know I have to be honest here. Oh, yeah, exactly, mate. yeah. Total honesty. Listen, you can be honest. You can fabricate it. You make up what the hell you want. And we'd just like to say that if Bern does have to skip away for a couple of minutes, with how well he's done over the past couple of years, he's got the biggest bowl of sweets on his doorstep for the kids who are trick-or-treating. And apparently, they've got to do a massive trek up the long driveway so they've earned their <laughs> sweets. <laughs> It's been a good two years lately, guys. <laughs> hey, mate, you, you should be able to have a doorman who could just dish out the sweets whenever you wanted. Come on, what's going on? No, I, I, I quite enjoy it. I had a couple of uh, trick-or-treaters already. I had a couple of, of witches and and uh, um, scary scary creatures at the doorstep. And, um, yeah, still a little bit of sweets and candy over. So when, when my doorbell goes, I'll I'll, I'll run down and, and, and give some supply to the to the kids who are running around today in, in quite <laughs> quite bad weather in Austria, unfortunately. Oh, hey. they really do deserve their sweets. I was going to say, yeah. I've got something scary downstairs. It's called my wife. It's like she's going to answer the door. <laughs> Jeez, I thought you were going to talk about your ugly genitals again. Oh, oh, stop it. Yeah, I wasn't sure where that was going as well. Yeah. Either, yes, everybody. Big bro has got an ugly set of bollocks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, we, so we know your pod- podcast room is up in the up in the in the first floor then. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> where ugly I downstairs. Am. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were going to do a YouTube. Uh, we we're going to do a, a video tonight, but we didn't want to scare anyone any further. So um, we kept Big Bro just on audio. But I tell you what, we're going to get into everything. We've got loads of questions have been sent in via direct messages and on Twitter or X, as it's called now. And so we're going to get into them. The listeners and your fans want to ask some proper serious questions. And there's a lot to get through. Right. So let's crack on and get into it. Let's discuss Miami. What a few days. I mean, your putter, and we'll get on to your putter a little bit later in one of the questions. I, is it? It's fair to say it rescued GMAC a little bit on Friday before GMAC sunk that putt on the 21st hole. But most had written you off when Ripper GC picked you guys. But with you coming into form and Blandy hot as the Saudi desert, you must have fancied it. Yeah, I just listened to the podcast before Miami. Mean, I don't think neither of you had the had the um, the picks correct, as I <laughs> as I believe, right? So, exactly. I, yeah. So, um, and I don't know which one of you guys uh, picked um, picked actually that Rippers were going to take us, but I, you know, after after Jeddah, I fancied us to get the third pick actually, which actually happened, and um, you know. I thought I thought we were we were fair game. You know, we played pre- really well in in Jeddah, especially on the Sunday. Uh, caught some caught some fire there, and 
Martin started playing really well. Um, so so he was he was up for everything, and he told me he shot like six under just to 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 lose on the nineteenth hole against Cam. And obviously, Blandy played great, and um, and um, um, you know just just before before we started off against Ripper, we thought we had a really good chance. Um, I've really fancied uh, playing with with G Mac. It's always um, I think one of the best um, foursomes partner you can have in 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 the game. Uh, and he was super steady. I just um, struggled a little bit, and uh, you know, we uh, we got our groove on late on on the on the Friday, and were able to uh, to come out victorious. But um, yeah, Pater was working well in in uh, important moments, and then uh, you know, once I felt like I once I hit my wedge on on what was it the twenty first hole uh, yeah. to somewhere on the green, I thought GMAC is gonna gonna get us out of our misery and and let us go to to have some dinner so uh, that was nice for him to to roll that one in uh and yeah it was a was an awesome day on friday even though we didn't play great golf um until maybe the 16th or 17th hole you wouldn't have seen blandy on the sidelines but he was having an he was having kittens he was i've never seen i'm surprised he had any nails left he was watching you and gmac go through it yeah obviously he had the he had a really quick game. I think he was four yeah, and three he had against an easy So yeah. yeah, so he was uh, he was cruising. So um, I, I uh, you know it doesn't make it much easier if if your if your um, teammates come out and and uh, um, obviously the support for support. But you know there's another set of eyeballs on on you and a little bit more pressure. Uh, and yeah, I could see that Blandy was. Um, um was biting his nails a little bit especially if you're out of control you know he had he had done his job he has done his part and and now it's up to us and you know we didn't want to disappoint and uh it was um it was quite a nail biter towards the end some crazy stuff that happened with you know obviously jonesy holding his bunker shot and i having to 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 get us on to the next uh, playoff hole uh so yeah it was uh it was cool, obviously, but out of out of his control, and that makes it a little bit difficult if you're just there and, and and supporting, and obviously wanting to progress into the next round for Saturday. Well, yeah, then then came crushers, and Blandy yeah. came up against a hot Casey. My word, six birdies in his open seven holes. But again, you and G Mac, um, we won't talk about Blandy. You know, obviously Casey was just too hot for it, and Bryson was. On fire again, as Bryson has been for most of the season. But you and GMAC again, man alive, you're playing some great golf. We did. I mean, on 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 Saturday, we really played played great. It was just the first hole where we struggled a little bit. I mean, they 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 beat us on with a birdie on on our first hole, which was 17. But over the 16 holes we played, I think we shot six on the par in in four zones, which was really good. We played really really good. We had a, a good plan. We kept. Uh, kept the ball in play well we um gave ourselves good angles good numbers uh putted well um and you know just never never gave up anything with with bogeys or or uh unnecessary um um you, you know getting ourselves in trouble so uh that was that was really good um and um uh, you know as always it's 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 kind of easy if you have a, a have a partner on your side that is uh, very reliable uh throughout throughout the whole golf course and uh yeah we uh, uh we clicked up really well and to be fair i mean anyaban and and um and chucky they they played really good as well 
uh, I, I think we would have been a, a a tough tough pair to beat for anyone out there on that Saturday. Mm, uh, but yeah. you know, once once the once the the score was 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 finalized and we we kind of lost two and one, uh, we all said like it's we got a feeling that that the guys are gonna gonna win it on the next day and and they come out great and Anirban played really good and and obviously um, Bryson hold a lot of parts so. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really happy for those guys to come out and, and win win the title at the end. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. I, I I have a question for you just around that kind of format. I mean, was it always the plan? You know, even if you'd have progressed further for you and G Mac to have stayed together, and and the second part of that is, you know, would you have felt more pressure playing in the pair or the singles? Um, well, obviously. If we would have progressed into the Sunday, everybody would play um, their own ball uh, anyway. Yeah, of course so, it's so, then, yeah. so uh, the, the Sunday. I mean, we can't discuss if if that is the the better format um, or if if they could tweak that as well again a little bit. Um, but um, um, you know, I think it's maybe a little bit more pressure if you play in 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 the foursome for the reason that you know. Um, Obviously, you have you have somebody on your side. Well, you have somebody on your side, but also somebody that you, uh, in a way, don't want to like let down. You know, yeah. by, if if you don't have your best best game. Um, but I think the beauty about it is is that you know you um, you're just trying to push each other uh, on, and you know never apologize for for hitting a bad shot and just trying to grind it out. But uh, you know, in in singles, you kind of get a little bit more into your own rhythm of the of the game and um you know sometimes um in in uh, you, you just make your decisions for yourselves and sometimes you have to um uh, in the foursomes um you know speak to your partner of kind of where where you you where they want you to put them for a for a layup a yardage and stuff like this so uh that's there's a little bit more to it uh compared to to singles where it comes a little bit more uh out of out of your individual rhythm um uh, and and you have a, let's say a little bit more control over over what's happening um, in your game, but um, but no, in in general, it was it was super relaxed with GMAC. Um, I think you could see that in our post run interviews yeah. as well, and and we had a good time, and and uh, we always felt that we too would make make up a good uh, good foursome, a good for strong foursome, and I'm, I'm glad we won both of our games. Yeah, our future ri- future rider cup pairing. <laughs> hey, uh, str- just go back to what you controversy s- again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my middle name, Bern. Come on, listen. Go back to what you just um, you said. You sort of brushed on it a little bit. Was this format, but especially the Sunday where everyone playing their own ball and all scores counting and whatever for the team final? So, how would you see that being tweaked? And if it could, you know, for you as a golfer and part of the whole setup, what would you like to see? differently for that final day i mean it's it's difficult you know um the thing is match play and stroke play are so fundamentally different that uh it is very strange to come from a from a match play um mindset over friday and saturday and then switch over again and and have like a a, a stroke play round um and especially especially the way like all throughout the year we have uh, three, three out of the four uh, scores counting uh, each day, 
uh, and and uh, and all of a sudden, you, with arguably, unarguably, the, the hardest golf course of the of the year, um, where you know you don't have to be far off your best game, and you could easily shoot three, four, five over par. I mean, you saw it last year, for example, with the, with the Stingers when when Gracie had a great season and he shot eighty one, I think, or yeah. so, mm, and, yeah. and 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 you know, it really um, made it impossible for the team to to um, to finish off a great season uh and but but then again you know you kind of want to have it peak in uh to to uh to a tournament like this and and have uh the drama play out at this at the last day so there's there's some there's maybe some improvement that they that they can do and and you know the whole product is still in very much in its infancy and to trying to find the sweet spot in, in all in all directions um and um you know they made they made I think improvements over last year to have all the teams playing on on Sunday and play for position. So uh, there's still value to to each round and each shots uh, out there still. Uh, but you know I wouldn't be surprised if if there's going to be minor minor tweaks um, going forward. But as I understand it right now, they they're trying to find out what what the people liked about the format this year in comparison to last year on in, in Miami and and how they could possibly uh, improve on it uh, just as they do you know uh, on, on DP world Tour to try and improve or, or tweak on their um, kind of um, final few events or as they as they do and did over at the at the FedEx Cup final so it's always a um, a bit of motion uh, within within those those final events and 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 the way they uh they want to have um you know the season come to an end well i yeah, had my I... email from live today about that in terms of feedback and obviously yeah, the fan what, experience so yeah. what, what did you what did you take did oh i haven't you, did you I, give any i haven't even started it yet burned only got it today <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, hey. i saw it i saw it's about 10 to 15 minutes isn't it oh so... <laughs> probably take me an hour but yeah, I thought, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'm gonna get some input from you guys and then then do it afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, but li- everyone out there listening to this, if you get that email, really put um, put your effort into that survey because it is all about seeing what the people want. And would you suggest, Burnt, that they should take it? You know, we're very much in a world of American centric when it comes to golf, right? And um, people would call it a monopoly if you like, but that's other people, not me, but it's true. The uh, Would you move the finals around the world? I know obviously they made the right decision not having it in Jeddah and taking it to back to Miami, but would you like to see it move around the world, given to Europe, et cetera, and Asia? Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to be looking at, at where the biggest markets are and certainly the, the biggest golf market is in, in America. Uh, but from what we've been hearing is that, um, or also what we've been seeing is that probably the um, the tournament with the with the with the strongest um, uh, crowds and, and and biggest crowds were um, were internationally. I mean, starting with with uh, with Australia, which was unbelievable. <laughs> um, certainly, Singapore was one of the events in Asia that I've I've, I've rarely seen more. Um, more people, uh, spectators on on a on a golf course uh, in tournaments in Asia. Uh, so Singapore was, was really good as well. I thought, um, obviously Spain was was nice and Valderrama. Um, the the London event always gets gets good traction. So I'm I'm sure that they have um, something in place where they would consider having having the final in internationally. Um, 
personally, I think Miami is a great week. And and the last two years, it was unbelievable. We had great weather and 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 good crowds and and really good uh, um, atmosphere going. And uh, and all the players really enjoyed coming together uh, in that team only format. And I think there's definitely some some a lot of arguments to have that kind of format a couple more times over the year. Yeah. Um, and 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 the guys really enjoyed it. I think you can could also see. I've rewatched it a couple times. You know the um, team match play. GMX edit is 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 um, very unique, and I think it made for good TV as well when we came down the stretch and 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 trying to um, close out the Ripper and and they tried to close out us. So so that that was good TV, and and it's. Um, it definitely has a couple of, of, of arguments for, for that format to be uh, uh, played a couple more times uh, during the year. So we'll see. Um, I have to say that the, as, as, as the question was, that the final in Miami has been awesome the last two years, but there's certainly um, talks about possibly bringing it internationally as well. Okay, excellent. I mean, the Blue Monster is a great risk and reward golf course, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, it was a mainstay on the PGA Tour for many years. Um, So, really love that golf course. And as you say, the setup and the the electricity of the place in Miami is is certainly of of benefit. So, yeah, good good to hear that. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, are we going to move on? Get into into the questions, questions? bro. I'll tell you what, right? I've got some questions for you, Bern, right? Just clap me hands. I've got some a few questions, right? I'm going to first, what's your favourite part or what was your favourite part of the last season at Live? Uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of stuff that was, um, it's tough to put, put it down to one, you know, um, I mean, the way it planned out, I didn't play, I didn't play great golf, uh, personally of throughout the year, certainly below my expectations. So for me personally, one highlight certainly was uh, was Sunday afternoon in Jeddah to to come come and play a, a good round of golf there and and um, you know at least not drop into the relegation zone and, and give myself um, secure uh, yeah. a couple a couple more. I mean secure um, at least being being the open zone and, and have the possibility to uh, um, to be picked up by a team again for next year. Um, yeah, and and certainly the. The, the the our games on 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 Friday afternoon um, comes to 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 mind for sure and and Saturday with GMAC and um, you know we really also enjoyed our time there down there because it was so unique uh, down there in Australia where where the fans really appreciated come coming uh, having a golf tournament a big golf tournament that part of the world again um, and. Uh, they they had a big party for us down there, and it was a it was a really really nice um, experience as well to uh, to be down down under again and playing golf on on some of these great golf courses. Absolutely, no, that's brilliant, and I'm sure there are there are many highlights of the season, and you know we could probably spend a lot longer thinking about what you know some of the clean ones, some of the not so clean ones, and stuff. But you know, I, I think it, it'd be great to be behind the scenes and what's going on, and, and we get some of that from the coverage when we have a look at it. But uh, yeah, okay, great response. My next question for you, right, is is a bit more drilling in terms of the the team setup. Now, as I'm sure you know from listening some of our previous episodes i do a piece around the money status of live and and i like looking at that from an analytical point of view but what 
we look at obviously the individual earnings, but we also know from each of the events, there's a pot of money that goes into the team. Now the captain obviously will have an equity share, but what, what is the percentage of the team winnings in your players agreements? Does it vary across players or do you just get an equal split of team money? Uh, so the way it is, uh, for me, as I as I um, uh, believe it going forward as well, is that um, you are only getting a split of of the team prize money if you finish your season with a profit, right? Okay. So so each team kind of has a budget um, that is that is somewhat provided, obviously, by the league, and. Um, I mean, it gets quite expensive. You know, we, we fly around a lot. We yeah. have we have we have uh, a lot of uh, hotel rooms to cover, not only for for the players but also for the caddies and 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 our kind of support staff. You know, those vary dr- dramatically between the different teams. You know, some some teams like uh, the Majestics, they feel like they have uh, six seven uh, staff on at each at each event. Uh, you know, in our case, we have. Um, um, Johan Elliott, uh, who is um, who is Martin's manager, and 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 Robert Whitlock, who's who's working with him, who is basically our team principals, and and organize a lot of our stuff from the um, uh, from from um, from travel wise and 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 all that stuff. Um, and obviously, uh, that season costs a lot of money. And you know, if you look at at, at our uh, earnings this year, so we we made uh, I think five hundred thousand for the for the year in in Jeddah and you know one point whatever in in uh, in Miami with the finals so that goes towards your team budget uh and and obviously in this case we have made a net loss um and uh and therefore we won't be able to to pay ourselves dividends in a way because we haven't been profitable this year so mm. you know if you play better and and our our winnings exceed our our budget then at some point we'll be able to to generate um earnings out of out of that uh that income drive as well but as of right now we basically um as i understand it play for for financing um or helping financing our season uh and obviously going forward with what what, what other guys have have um, have um, touched upon um you know sponsors potentially buying into teams or or or, or sponsors sponsoring teams uh, some some guys already or some teams already have logos on uh, that obviously also goes then towards your your team budgets and uh, and what you need to finance um, your season as well and um you know once once these these numbers uh, uh you know turn turn black then players will be eligible to a certain percentage of of the of the earnings that exceed that is really insightful. And I think, you know, that gives obviously the listeners and the wider public out there a bit more kind of information around that structure and why it's so important as the team to gel and to play, you know, and really obviously, you know, run it from a business point of view and profit is such. I mean, if I look at the cliques numbers in the 23 season, I think it was just a shade over 15 and a half million dollars was amassed so obviously you're benefiting from your singles uh, earnings burned on you and then obviously anything else comes from the team so did i hear you right in saying that the cliques as a team didn't return a profit in 23 um 
I, I mean that that is not from an official source. Right, that would okay. be my understanding. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not the one that is um, you know turning around the numbers. But I have a general idea of of what a season would cost uh, for the yeah. whole team. Um, and you know if you put uh, what you spend against what you 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 you. Uh, um, um, you won for the team, or, or what you what you got through sponsorships, or or, um, or whatever. Profit, uh, any any sheets. any profits, right? Then then uh, you know if you have some some understanding of business, then you know we probably didn't quite uh, make it to be profitable last year. Okay, I'll tell you what. You give me Martin Keimer's number, and I'll have a word with him, and I'll turn it around for you. How's that, right? It's, there we go. It's all about the business. Okay, he's a, dodgy, he's, a dodgy, he's a dodgy accountant, Burn. That's what he's trying <laughs> to say. But you know, it, 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 that is that is the business. That is beautiful model about about live as well. Obviously, the league, and then all all um, all teams, all franchises, if you like, uh, are able to operate at some point or, or um, starting to operate um, individually and, and 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 market themselves individually and. You know the the range goats are going to market themselves differently to the cliques, and the mm. rippers going to market themselves differently to the fireballs, and and you know each team gets their own identity, and uh, and going forward, that's going to be interesting. Um, you know to see where 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 those teams fall into place, and and uh, who's going to be interested in in um, um, you know. Uh, working working with the teams and uh, it's a it's a fun dynamic that somewhat now starts to uh, get a little bit of momentum especially in the off season now yeah absolutely absolutely who's the who's the most underrated player in the open zone would you say and take yourself out of that equation but you know of of those players that finished in that open zone and were really scrambling for their you know live survival and stuff who who is the right. most underrated I actually have to go to to the live website now now because I'm not exactly sure who who finished where so I don't want to be uh, uh <laughs> no, want to be saying right. anything that's that's not correct so I'm going to the player standing so uh who we got uh yeah I mean a, I mean to be honest looking at number 27 and I know he's had some issues here yeah I get I get along I get along really well with Matt um we we connect really well. We've been on the on the high flies last year together, um, yeah. and I know how much he was looking forward to to join Brooks. So I I know he's had a little bit of a uh, a rough season. Um, um, so Bern, being but... fairly candid on that point, what went wrong? I mean, you know, can we get a little bit more information around that, or is that just too private? Well, Brooks was a prick, wasn't he? <laughs> um, you know, I, I have the up, utmost respect for Brooks and, and what he's done in the game yeah. of golf. Um, you know, I don't know what happened. Um, I know there was a certain tipping point, um, uh, you know, in, midway through the season where where everybody uh, kind of heard in a way, and, and I've not physically been there to see stuff, where, where you know, um, uh, the, I think the relationship deteriorated. And... Um, it's it's just a little bit sad because you could see early on in the year, um, Matt uh, started off really really well. I think uh, he's in oh, he tenth, twelfth, yeah. fifth, and then it, it dropped off a little bit. Had a couple of uh, one decent week uh, again towards the end. But um, uh, yeah, you know Matt is he's a lovely guy. He's an unbelievable talent. Uh, I really like him. Um, he's got a he's got a good heart. Uh, it's just um, you know a little bit vulnerable heart, and sometimes it takes stuff a little bit uh, 
too too hard and um uh, uh you know at the end of the day um him and him and brooks it seemed just didn't 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 really click and you know i don't know exactly what's happening but you probably can imagine that he's gonna try and find a different team and 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 um you know uh be a little bit uh happy on the golf course we all know that he's had his issues with with mental health and he had to step away from the game a little bit so yeah. so that 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 doesn't help really on the golf course uh especially if it comes you know from from one of your teammates let alone your captain um but i also i also appreciate that 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 brooks has a very high standard not only for himself but 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 the people that he works with and and, and plays with and um i'm sure they had conversations before the season that would indicate that so um you know i'm not pointing fingers in anyone but um um you know at the end of the day i just just uh hope that that many is going to be able to to have a great season again next year and and uh find a team that uh um that you know can give him the freedom to play and and, and have fun out there no that's Burn. a fair response Dr- yeah, Bro, can I just come in a little bit? Because I, Bone, when we were chatting a few weeks ago, and we're chatting, I've had mental health issues, and and it's prominent in the world of sport and all over. And blokes don't talk, right? That's that's one of the issues, and they need an arm around the shoulder sometimes. And you said he's a lovely guy, but you know he struggles at times and what have you. But there has to be, and I'm not asking you to call Brooks out. You've said what you've said, and other people have had their opinions on on socials and what have you, but. There has to come a time when you know that someone is fragile like that and you cut. There's one thing saying it behind closed doors to a person, but then there's another thing coming out on social media and being quoted as saying some really unsavory things to a guy that is in a fragile state at the best of times. And I just I find it remarkable in this day and age that he hasn't copped a lot more flack for the person, the skipper that he has been over this past season, I just find it amazing. Yeah, I mean, but but he applies the same rules to himself, I think, uh, that he would apply to all the all everyone else. Um, you know, he's he's openly stated that he's um, uh, you know choked under the gun at at Augusta this year, and and he was very critical about himself. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not here or want to to uh, to to question uh, Brooks Kupka. I've played a lot of golf with him. He's an amazing golfer. He's a five-time major champion. I think his mm. resume speaks for himself. Mm. Um, you know, obviously uh, there is probably it, it can't be easy as well to be uh, you know a player on leave and and a captain as well because. Um, what works for yourself doesn't necessarily work for somebody else. Uh, now, um, man management is is probably the toughest part of of you know being being a captain or a coach. Um, um, from you know from what you hear with 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 uh, uh, the best coaches in the Premier League, for example, they're um, not so much maybe the the best tactical or uh, coaches or whatever, but 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 they are able to handle. Uh, a man manage each and individual of of their their squads to the best ability and and bring them into the sweet spot um mm. but obviously it's um it's maybe slightly different in golf where there's that individual component as well and you know brooks certainly has has expectations of himself and uh um it's a little bit probably like you know if i don't know if you have seen that um um 
that Netflix documentary about uh, about Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, where you know he he applied. He said, "I never did anything, or I never asked the guys to do anything that I didn't do as well." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's maybe it's that kind of mentality that that Brooks wants to see in his guys, uh, and. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, shooting sixty-six every day, but maybe there were other things that he he wanted to see and 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 wanted to uh, to um, to have provided by the guys, uh, and um, and which he didn't. And uh, you know, I don't know the communication that those guys had and 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 what was said and what uh, was was um, um, expected from from each other. Um, but certainly, it, it it probably came to a to a point where where. Um, um, you know, it didn't align anymore. So, and and you know, sometimes you just have to move on. I I guess that yeah. that that was going to happen with with Matt and Brooks and uh, and um, um, you know, uh, and that's the beauty about it as well, in a two degree in within Live because um, now there's there's the open market and and guys can move from one team to the next if they find a team. Um, uh, and I'm I'm sure for the golfer that he is, Matt is is not ha- going to have any trouble to. To be welcomed on on um, on another team and uh, you know find find um, um, f- find a sweet spot for for himself um, personally and and for his game as well. Yeah, they're great yeah. words. They are Burn. absolutely no, great response. I, I I would be really interested to know what Brooks' conversations with his brother behind closed doors were because his brother's performances this year were not exactly the best. Um, however, going back to Matty Wolf is, you know, I absolutely love his Elvis Presley swing. So I hope tonight he's not lonesome. Anyway, hey, I, think, I like I th- it. I think we should move on. Um, right, yeah, let's move on. We Now we come to a section that we're going to call X-rated questions. No, Burn, don't worry. It's not a case of Paige Spiranak or Kate Middleton. And that question was from Russell Jones, by the way. No, it wasn't. Now, these questions are from our listeners and fans of yours on the social platform formerly known as Twitter. Now, X, big okay. bro. Okay, right. We've got a question from Chuck Daddy. Right. Oh, what a name, Chuck Daddy. Right. Well. Phil says that lots of players are reaching out to join Liv. Is this factual? And have any players, without naming any names, reached out to you? Um, you know, I I don't know this unfortunately. So I'm starting with maybe a little bit of a, a downer here. Uh, people are not reaching out to me per se because um, they would generally reach out to to the team captains and 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 one of, some of the guys that that hold equity in some of the teams. So. Uh, I'm sure guys would reach out to Phil, um, Baba, um, Bryson, DJ, um, Brooks, those guys, Sergio. Um, I'm sure guys are are reaching out. I've I've only heard rumors of guys that are that are set to join next year or or definitely not join this year or on the fence. Um, but 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 nothing, you know. Uh, n- nobody that talked to me personally about this. Um, but you know, as you can imagine, I mean, the 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 league is evolving, and and people are uh, people are seeing this, and I'm sure there's plenty of of guys that are interested um, in um, in having a go at uh, um, on on the live league. Uh, but you know, I I could like I even if I if I wanted to uh, say some names, which which I can't for for a reason that totally I haven't heard now. of any. <laughs> totally uh, <fin> out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, 
his his name has been thrown around as well but how how much truth lies in that uh, i don't know um but um uh, you know there's a there's certainly a couple of, of players that that would have a good impact for the league and and going forward and uh you know um uh, but but unfortunately there's nothing specific that i could provide uh to this question now i'll tell you what All i right. find interesting is the fact that jordan spieth hasn't signed up to tgl with his mates and that that's that's an interesting one so that, you know i'd love to see players like Finau and spieth joining live and really bolstering that that yeah. kind of tour obviously we'll get into I mean, you, you have you have to you have to look at the tgl as well you know um at the end of the day, it's still, it's still. I don't know how many events they're gonna have, but you know, Jordan just had, I think, his second kid. Obviously, Tony has a massive family, so it's also a question of, you know, how much extra time do I wanna uh, spend away um, on 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 Mondays um, or, or or weekends when I have to go to to the TGL events and be away from my family, maybe. So yeah. it's always still that that balance that you try to find if especially if you still keep playing the elevated events and the majors on, on, uh, on the PGA tour. And, uh, you know, um, maybe some just don't feel like they want to spend more time uh, away from, from their family than they already do during the season. No, absolutely. It's definitely, definitely some of that. Okay. Right. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Okay. Next question is from Kevin Dignan. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name or Dignan. Uh, Viva La 54 he is on Twitter if you want to go and look at his stuff. Right. He says, if Liv made you a captain tomorrow, who would be your three recruits? Now, I don't want you. you I'm sure you can if you want to. Right. It's, it's a free world. But you could just say all three cliques, I guess. But yeah. you can have anyone. Right. Apart from other team captains, not just okay. Liv. Right. Anyone. OK. For like. Obviously, my heart is with the clique, so I'll, I I would pick pick uh, our guys, but I'll completely uh, leave them out now for for a for an open playing field. Yeah. Hey. So going through um, the going through the. I mean, obviously, if you if you would have the chance to play with Taylor Gooch, who's not a not a captain uh, at the Rangers and and the and the season he's had, he'd obviously be very very high up on your. Uh, on your list uh so i i would uh i would go with with taylor and i i wouldn't necessarily go with like like a um a um a geographical team like let's say the 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 obviously there's no, no free other Austrians anyways okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh so i would i would mix it completely up um i've already given him a bit of praises because i really like him um i would i would pick up Matt Wolf because we've yes, been yeah. we've been we've been choking around that we we make our own team and we go we go free as the wind in our own team so uh, I would pick up him I like pick him that. up I like that and a lot. Uh, and I would who I think is an amazing talent as well um probably still a little bit underrated would be Thomas Peters I think he's an unbelievable player as well and uh good to to be around um funny guy and great players, so um, he would be he would be a, a good uh, fourth as well. And 
I think that would make me actually the senior of that of that uh, team captain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you what, Gooch would be a good pick because that would really help your PL from a business point of view for sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Thomas Peters with his long socks. I, I always enjoy watching him with his long socks. It's it makes me laugh. I, I had a, a, I had a I had a little bit of a stint with long socks, but I I, uh, I opted out again. I oh yeah, yeah, ditch them. Hundred percent sure. Ditch them. Good burn. decision, Burn. Good decision. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I leave the long socks to to Eugenio and and uh, and Thomas. They, they yeah, they you do that. <laughs> hey, what about um, if it was if the, if you could talk to one DP World Tour current DP World Tour player now, and you could persuade them to join Live and take them on your team, what player would that be? Victor Hovland. Whoa. Well, that's a borderline DP World Tour player. The amount he plays over here, but I get your points. <laughs> yeah, you'll take him. <laughs> I mean. He played the Ryder Cup. You have to be a DP World Tour player for exactly, that. So. Exactly, exactly. Very true. Yeah. We'd like uh, to okay, see him more like, over like, it. Like if you, if you, if you insist to not take uh, such a um, maybe borderline player as you called him, I would go with a good buddy of mine, and I would bring in um, Joost Lauten. Yes, Ooh. like that. The, I like Joost. The Dutch Dynamite. The Dutch Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love him. I, I think he's a cracking golf. He's a great personality on the screen. I can only imagine what it'd be like off the screen. You guys would have a right of a whale of a time. Imagine we've played amateur golf back in. Uh, we've played Eisenhower Trophy together back in 2006 already. So we go we go a long way back. They actually won that year. So, yeah. All right, give him a call. Give him a call. All right, bro. Next right, question. Uh, we, right. we, we we're talking every day. Uh, <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Rumors. Yeah, yeah. There's a little insight, right? Excellent. Okay, next question from Skinny Cut that Burt. Out. <laughs> Cut that out. Skinny Burt. Um, right. The putter was pretty hot on Friday at the team finals, as we have already discussed. Why did you go to a lab putter? And did Liv allow him? you to make that change easier without commitments for a full bag deal interesting question that so my my thing was i started using alternative putters uh about around the pga championship last year at um where was it southern hills i was struggling with my putting and i first went arm lock and then um actually went uh for a long putter just before the open uh, actually, my first event was Portland last year, and I started off with a Scotty Cameron um, and struggled a little bit, mainly with the with the shaft. It was a little bit too whippy, uh, but they couldn't they couldn't help me out with a with a with a different shaft in their product. So for a short while, I, I was experimenting with the lab putter, which was great. Uh, and the guys are really involved in in over at Live and have a good good support structure over there as well. Um, the, the more I used it, though, even though I, I felt quite comfortable, I I had a little bit of issues with aiming, and I I was um, I disclosed it to the guys at lab uh, as well, and um, I ended up going back uh, a couple of um, months ago to uh, to a Scotty Cameron product, uh, which I which I still use right now. Obviously, still a long putter, but um, feel quite comfortable uh, with that one. Have seen a, a lot of good improvements as well. And uh, yeah, it uh, it was working well on the Friday and Saturday, and and partially on the Sunday last week as well, or uh, in in Miami as well. So, yeah, um, still a little bit of of uh, you know hopping in between products, but I feel quite settled right now with with the Scotty Cameron. Um, 
but uh, but yeah so as far as i know with, with lab they they just you know if they or or any 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 brand still on on uh, on the international uh, golf professional circuits you know if you if you want to use use products um it doesn't necessarily always have to be like you know a full full bag of of their product um um yeah so um so okay that's basically it no interesting right, skinny the, hold, birds. On a hold on a minute bro. oh right. God, well, you got a follow-up no i haven't but the key right. takeaway from burns response there and this is breaking news in the world of golf is that he likes burned, a wobbly shaft burned Riesberger <laughs> doesn't like a whippy shaft yeah exactly that's where <laughs> i was going <laughs> oh yeah let's oh. put that thought there are kids around it's halloween Right. Um, yeah. Skiddy Burt, thanks for that um, question. That was a fantastic question. Great answer. Right. Next question is from a guy on Twitter called Rx called Existence. What a great name. He says, is there a draft for the four new guys? Do they force? So do live force the players onto teams with spaces? How are they? How do they fit these four new guys in? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, out of these four new guys, we only know one who's definite which is andy ogletree yeah. through the international series uh and i have heard of one or two teams that are actively trying to get him on on the team for next year give us those um, names burned give us those names <laughs> <laughs> it, it i mean it obviously was like an a, 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 a majority wise um uh, american teams um right. But for the life of me, actually, I, I would tell you actually, but I don't, I don't uh, remember which one. <laughs> you should they were. be a politician. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but obviously he has had a great year. He's, he, the, the couple of events that he played, I think in in uh, on a Sunday at uh, in Washington, I think he shot sixty three. So he's a, he's a great player, and actually guys have real interest of having and having him on his team. But for the other three, <clears throat> you know, uh, that are that are gonna come through. Um, the Q school in in Abu Dhabi or the, 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 that um, qualification tournament. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe some fall into a a team. Uh, you know, naturally where it's a fit. Let's say uh, I don't know if an Australian would would qualify and hopefully it's it's Jed again. Obviously he would go probably maybe go to the Ripper um, or um, uh, you know if if there's an American who qualify maybe he'd go straight to the High Flyers and and and. Or hope maybe it is, or replace James Pyatt there. Um, but uh, you know, every one of those guys who who gets through that Q school will have to have a, a spot somewhere. And I don't know if some if there's no team willingly um, picking up one or multiple of those guys, then obviously the league will have to assign them a spot on a team. Um, or what could also happen, and we don't know that, is that they may be up the number of teams and maybe say, oh, we're gonna go with a full qualifier team um uh for 2024 and and mm. and all four qualifiers would be on that team there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, possibilities and uh that that could still arise from in this off season um and and obviously it depends on you know who's gonna who's gonna qualify um in abu dhabi Oh, you imagine if three amateurs qualified through these events i mean because obviously the, the amateur um tours out there and you know that they've been allowed to enter into this promotional event but yeah I, i'm gonna find that really interesting i'd love to know how many people have already paid that 25 dollar entry for this promotional event so i don't know bernd are you hearing any kind of stories $25? out there 
yeah, it's a, it's a $25 entry, a committed monetary entry into it. Oh, I could have gone in. Well, yeah, you couldn't have done because you're not that good. But anyway, but I mean, Bern, Bern, are you hearing any stories about you know where these people are coming from for, for this promotional event in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I think some DP World Two players would probably play. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would assume they will try and test the waters of where that would leave them uh, within the DP World Tour. Yeah, uh, or or you know try and. Maybe find out of what the the penalties would be for them if they play on that qualifier, and which they would, I assume, most likely would have to ask a release for. Um, and because there's a there's an event the opposite week, I think at uh, at uh, in in South Africa. Mm. Uh, so I, I I could imagine that some of the players or some of the guys would uh, would explore that option. I mean, for for the amateurs, it for some. Uh, high-end high-quality amateurs um it, it it's almost like a no-brainer to to try that um except for maybe the the one guy who gets uh through that university ranking straight to the pga tour mm. so he he might not do um <laughs> yeah you know plenty of plenty of asian tour players probably um and yeah uh but again like i have not uh gone into conversations with some of my buddies on the on the dp world tour as if the, as of if they're gonna be uh, uh entering there obviously they've had the last regular season event in qatar last week and they've had some stuff on their plate to you know play themselves into netbank or secure their cards and uh maybe not not the right time to to have those discussions with with, with them as of right now but I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's some guys that are are playing with the idea of 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 going and trying to qualify. Yeah, and that makes it tougher for the likes of Morgan and Pyatt and others to get back in because that will be a tough tournament for sure. Um, okay, let's move on to the next question. We've got a question from an account called 1875, and the question is: Was Jeddah more stressful than making a PGA Tour or DP World Tour cut? Um, no, it was actually quite, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, to, to, I've never felt really stressed of making or, or missing a cut, you know? Um, so it felt like I was playing for a little bit more, uh, than just a cut in, on the Sunday in Jeddah. Yeah. Uh, but again, it was like, you know, in a way out of my hands, if, if Martin had a great day and, and he finished high, then. Uh, he probably would have pushed me out, but regardless, you know, the, the round I had, um, um, you know, when, when a lot of stuff clicked and the parts were falling, I, I took care of that, uh, all that stuff, uh, myself. Um, and, uh, it felt like actually one of the rounds that, that felt more, more free than, than, than others, you know, um, uh, I, I, I felt quite calm out there. I, I played really well on on the first two days as well, I wasn't holding many putts, so I just, you know, um, had had in the back of my head that I could just give myself the luxury of of you know waiting for for those putts to drop, and eventually they did, and uh, uh, it was nice to uh, also help out the team to to finish third with that round. Obviously, GMAC shot seven under as well, and and we really got it going uh, on Sunday, so um, it didn't I didn't feel. Uh, too much pressure and and neither really have I ever when I tried making um, making just a cut on the PGA Tour. Obviously, uh, the pressure builds more when you maybe uh, start playing for 
for, for tournament wins or you put yourself into the position to to uh, to be up there on the leaderboard but um yeah. surpri- surprisingly surprisingly calm actually okay good right, right. stick sticking with 1875 he had a few questions yeah quite a lot of questions actually but we've uh, we narrowed them down to a few and he wants to know this, and it's it's a great question, actually, because a lot of the talk, right, Ryder Cup comparisons have been made in the past since Liv's starts and regarding Liv's team event. And you've played both, Bern. Now, is there an argument for comparison? What, what are your opinions? Give us your straight view. Uh, the comparisons between the, the, the Liv uh, team event and the uh, individual event, or uh, I just... Didn't so no, the lift. Up. Yeah. So the the question was Ryder Cup comparisons have been made. All right. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So can you? What's your comparison? How can you compare those two? Uh, I mean, I think really only comparison lies within the format uh, for for those days. Um, you know, the Ryder Cup with its history and and, and longevity within the game uh, stands by itself, um, but. Um, you know the dynamic of 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 the live uh, team event. I think is something that that feels like it keeps growing and and keeps uh, uh, getting more and more popular within within the players as well. And uh, there was a certain kind of dynamic you could feel um, extra compared to the individual events. But you know, I I don't I don't think it's right to to compare um, um, pairs with apples if you like um, both. Uh, you know, the Ryder Cup was was probably the highlight of my career so far, uh, and and it was an immense um, uh, honor to 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 play myself on on that team, um, and uh, and it's also massive massively rewarding to to play within a team environment um, at the at the finals in Miami. You know, with 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 three guys that you've bonded over the year and and you've tried to do your best over the year and and play yourself in a position to. Uh, to get as as deep into that tournament um, on 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 the over the weekend in Miami as you can, and it's it's fun to see uh, you know everybody pushing pushing each other on. Obviously, there is some some comparisons in that within that to to a Ryder Cup, you know, where where players that are maybe out of a session go out and and support their teammates. Um, but you know, in the bigger picture, obviously the the, the Ryder Cup is is very unique and 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 with the the history behind it. Uh, uh, you will not find another golf tournament like it. I sort of expected you to say that, and I'm really glad you did say that because, yeah, it's very difficult. The Ryder Cup for me is just the ultimate. And there's been a lot of negativity talking about the Ryder Cup and the venues and how the home side and it's all, it needs to go to a neutral venue. And that could be for another podcast, I guess. But um, the next question has been sent in by lots and lots of people. That's a, um, that's a shame. I have great views on that, but okay. Go on. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's go back. <laughs> rewind. <laughs> let's rewind. <laughs> let's talk about the venues. No, then. Just... no go on. No, uh, I mean, I mean, th- I, and let's keep it very brief. But I mean, if you look at the last couple of years, obviously home team advantage is massive and, and, and being able to set up the golf courses. But especially I think for the Europeans is that what they do really well is that they pick venues where you know um the guys have played tournament golf on over over sometimes decades like it was in 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 france so the the knowledge of it um not only of the players playing in it but also the data you assemble over the years is 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 very valuable um 
and um and yeah like the only thing that i thought like i mean obviously the guys played unbelievable this year and and whatever the the u.s team did in whistling straights holding all those parts chipping in that didn't quite work for for the european team then kind of reversed and 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 the guys were were absolutely on fire uh for well let's say at least two days on 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 on, on single sunday it got a little bit tighter again but they they were able to beautifully get it over the line um but you know, maybe you could argue of a of a neutral course setup, uh, at least for 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 the Ryder Cup, um, to uh, you know maybe um, have still have the home court advantage, obviously, and and the majority of of the of the supporters behind the the hosting uh, team. But you know, maybe the having the the setup of the golf course itself in a little bit more of a of a neutral um, um, or more maybe not too one-sided uh, um, uh, balance. And you're talking about to make the tournament a little bit more of a, a closer affair as opposed to obviously what we've seen, although the last... I mean, it seems, very, it seems, it seems very ex- extreme, yeah. one-sided over the last couple of years. You know, obviously, France was a, was, a, was a blowout win for Europe and the golf course was set up unbelievably well for, for the European team. Yeah. Um, Similar, maybe whistling in straights, in, in yeah. whistling, whistling straights, you know, when when and 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 um, um, and 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 previous years where you know maybe the the emphasis on on high rough in the American courses is not as as much as it would be in in Europe, and then again in Italy you saw guys just hacking out out of the rough uh, again, which obviously is more in favor for for uh, for European golf, but um, but yeah, so so. Uh, that that's maybe something where where you could try and tweak it a little bit so the the discrepancy between the the results or, or the the maybe the advantage I'm not one of say advantage but because at the end of the day the guys still have to play unbelievable golf but um, to be on maybe a little bit of a, a of a, of a more of a level playing field it's, and it's, inter- it's interesting though bro i just want to cut in here yeah, yeah. in terms of like the marco simone Ryder cup we've just had is that you know but for three matches on that sunday it could have been a different story you know but it, it ultimately went down to three matches at the back end and whilst the score may have reflected more of a dominant european victory i don't think you know three quarters of the way through sunday that was yeah. the case oh, so you know true, yeah. you can argue it many different ways can't you and i'm i'm def- i definitely would be against a neutral venue in terms of messing with the integrity of the Ryder cup and a large element of those calls oh, uh, coming yeah, from no, the american I, but, yeah no i wasn't i wasn't arguing for a neutral venue yeah. i was just arguing for i don't know um none of the captains has any any input in how the golf course is set up yeah, on both get, sides. yeah 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 and again this is this is my my view uh not necessarily right or necessarily wrong but you know that's that's how it feels like um that to maybe break out that 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 trend of of how the the results have played out over the last decade or or, or even longer yeah yeah valued opinion excellent well let's fast forward back to that question which has been sent in by lots of people all right so burn you're in the open zone. So does Bernd Weisberger remain on the cliques next season? Does he join another team or does he return to the DP World Tour? That is a question that people are asking. Yeah, and that is a, that is a question that is not 100% answered as of right now. Um, obviously, I've, I, I'm trying to keep my my um, options open in, in all directions, really. Um, 
you know, it's been a it's been a, a wonderful season with the Kleegs uh, last year, and you know, I would love to remain um, a, a team member of the Kleegs next year. Um, obviously, within the the this um, this this open market in a way, and and the uncertainty of of which players are gonna uh, get into um, or come or coming on to to live next year, and and how many spots. Uh, need to be uh, opened up or maybe possibly teams open up again is is not something that has been disclosed to us yet um the only certainty that i'm going to be on live next year would be if i go to the q school and, and get one of these these free spots um but um you know um i i, I feel that uh, especially the way we finished the year, and I think the way that the the, the league saw that uh, our team was was bonding together throughout the year, um, maybe not so much in result, but but certainly in in drive for 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 what uh, what the team stands for and 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 what the what what live stands for. Um, hopefully, there is there's a, a space space for me. Uh, but obviously, again, I I kind of have to keep my options open for for next year as well and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, we are also in in communication with with the guys at the DP World Tour as well, and and see where uh, where we at. Um, but you know, apart from all that, obviously, there's a lot of of stuff that is still going on with you know the the, the fines and the sanctions and um, and 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 the the committee that is built around um, the, um, the the breaches that have, have that have been happening. So still a lot a lot of of stuff that is is going on, and and not a lot of uh, certain answers as of yet um but you know for me in an ideal world and as i've always stated this i i never saw i never never still see um that that uh um that that live should exclude me from playing any other tour where i would be eligible to play so ideally i would i would love to to find a way to have a have um, uh, a shot with Liv and and play play tournaments on the DP World Tour. Uh, a lot of tournaments that are close to my heart that I loved supporting over the years, uh, and it would be nice to be able to come back to those as well. So uh, we'll see what the next couple of weeks bring, and and hopefully there's a little bit more um, uh, clarity uh, clarity then by you know the next couple of weeks hopefully. And that's great to get that insight, Burn. That really is. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Is obviously, you know, if the merger agreement plays out, and right now you've got to look at it and say it's a big if, but that's going to be the conduit, I guess, to also making a lot of these things happen. Like, you know, can you go across and play different tours, etc.? So, yeah, a, a really interesting. I'm going to ask you a very direct question, Burn, as well, though. If you were to go back to DP World Tour, what what's your current fine obligation that you would have to settle to get back there, or is that part of a wider conversation? Um, I mean, it's I don't actually know. I stopped counting. It's somewhere <laughs> in the middle of the year. Uh, it's a big number. I mean, it's it's well in the seven digits, but put it this way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Blimey. Jeez, well, we, we, hey, I'd love to. As much as I've enjoyed watching you and still enjoy watching you play on Live, I'd love to see you back on the tour that I absolutely adore and love. I'd watch DP World Tour events over most other tours around the world. It's just, I love it. And if you did come back, then I'd be happier as a pig in shit. Um, <laughs> let's. Let's go. Should we jump to the next point, bro? Because we just got um, a couple of more things with you, Burn. We just want to share. And, and the first one is 
one of the, the big topical points that continues to rumble on around official world golf rankings. So you've obviously played under a few different versions, but in terms of how close you are to it at the moment, what, what the hell's going on with this? And, you know, there's obviously a big stumbling block for live players as well at the moment in that, you know, you're just not going to be able to get into the majors unless yep. you're in top 50 or you've won a major previously. Wanna, and, yeah. and that's obviously a, a big hurting point for a lot of players on live and maybe part of your decision in terms of where you want to go. But, you know, what, what do you see happening and playing out? Do you know anything? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, and I'm not exactly sure when when it started, but the whole the whole world golf ranking, um, uh, I'm gonna call it fiasco for a better word, uh, for a better term that I yeah, can I've think called of it with, debacle, with, with, yeah, with, with, with 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 and and please forgive me, I'm not a native speaker, so I'm I'm, I'm I've got my flaws with the English language, um, but it felt like you know, for me personally, I I felt really bad already when I saw the uh, the devaluation of for the guys on the DP World Tour, uh, I felt that the 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 rankings were fairly balanced for the majority of my career when I played on DP World Tour. If you had an unbelievable season, yeah, you would get into the top fifty, top forty. It was it was it was quite possible. Nowadays, you almost have to have a, an unbelievable season uh, or or to get in into the top 100 almost it feels like i mean some of the guys ryan ryan fox i think is top 50 uh adrian Meronk, i think is just about there so it's not not too many that even crack into the top 50 and and, and let alone also the top 100 you know and then yeah. um and and i'm not gonna say rob but i mean it's 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 almost impossible for for members of the of the of the dp world to just by playing on that tour to qualify for uh, I mean, let alone the Masters, US Open that needs top 60 and even the PGA Championship at, at, at top 100, you know. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of spots through the top 30 of the of the year's end ranking um, for the Open. But, you know, I felt like the devaluation of, of the world rankings for, for the members of the DP World Tour were a bit, a bit out of proportion, I felt. Uh, and, and now it, it's hurting them to, to you know, not... not uh, uh, makes it like very 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 hard to to qualify for for majors uh and also you know to a big degree for for their their sponsorship contracts you know a lot of these companies uh have have uh have have ties with that within the world ranking system where you are you get you get your your sponsorships and all that stuff um and then obviously going forward to to where um where um um where, where the guys on or we on live are not getting getting points and um, you know, to a degree, I have, I have, uh, you know, people probably gonna criticize me for that, but I feel like you know, a a ranking system has 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 the obligation to to rank um, professional golfers regardless of where they play, mm -hmm. and they should do it within means of of um, of, of a balanced means of of you know how much that that tour the guys are playing on. Um, um, kind of um kind of represents obviously you could make an argument you know maybe uh, we we only play three three rounds and not four uh you know maybe you deduct a certain percentage of of world ranking points there and maybe you have a smaller field than others so you maybe you deduct there uh you certainly could work around but i think your obligation or, or your your duty as a as a governing body of the of the world rankings is to to rank all professions regardless of what they play and 
and not make tours um kind of obliged to 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 your rules how how a tour should be you know i mean everything involves in life and 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 you know you wouldn't start a new golf tour with 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 four rounds and a cut so you try and evolve and make make a different product and and make something that that people hopefully like to see and it's going to probably turn out different than you know the regular tournaments on the dp world tour or the pga tour but still you need to and i believe find a way to to rank those guys then and um and and i think that's that's one of the the things these these uh these government bodies should should be able to provide um but you know maybe i'm wrong maybe i have a, have a different uh, a wrong view on that obviously i am um certainly biased to that because I'm, I'm playing on that tour but apart from that i also feel like bef even before that is that that the world rankings have maybe turned a, a direction a little bit too to pga tour heavy and 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 the guys um in europe as a whole have have been um you know have been a little bit too much undervalued over the last couple of years no, absolutely, and th and this is more like a playground sort of fight, isn't it? And it's about the power and the, the struggle around that and stuff. And it's not about the golf. I mean, you know, to your point, and I I would echo and agree with that. Is you are playing professional golf in whatever form that is, and you should be getting points. But obviously, the powers that be and the people that are on the board are not making that decision. How many events on the DP World Tour this year played fifty four holes? There, there was a few. You know, for weather delays and and the like. Well, you're so, going to have limited yeah. field sizes on the PGA Tour next season, and uh, you know, elevated yeah. events and what have you. So it's it's just like you just you said, it's PGA Tour biased, and it, it it seriously is. I mean, you look at the people that are on the board of the official World Golf Rankings, and they're all interlinked from you know Jay Monahan and all that. They're all linked to the PGA Tour in some shape or form including the strategic alliance, which I want to get onto next. This is the last point before we're going to let you go and feed those kids. Although how long is your drive? Cause you haven't had a knock on the doorbell for any sweets yet. No, maybe, maybe my, my, my Halloween, um, um, Asked you by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, have, you, have you seen the setup Ian Poulter has like in front of his house with all these uh, skeletons and. and yeah. He's gone, he's gone hardcore. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got nothing on my on my house, so maybe maybe the kids run scared and they they, they, they don't wanna don't wanna ring the bell. But ah, uh, uh, no. I, I well no, <laughs> overdone, I talk, overdone it. Talking of a horror show, my next <laughs> question: the DP World Tour, right? Um, this strategic alliance bullshit, for want of a better phrase. Like we've seen players such as Pablo Larrabal, Lorenzo Vera, Roman Langasque call out the latest announcement as rubbish, right? So, as you know, we give the 10 best players away and they, they, they go and get their cards and they can go to yonder and go and play on the PGA Tour and, and play for bigger money. But we receive some of their guys that can't get into certain tournaments and are just, well, what are we going to do this week? You know, we'll go over to the DP World Tour and, and get a spot. How the hell is this an alliance that benefits the DP World Tour, Ben? Um, I mean, obviously, I've I've not been uh, involved in all this over the last two years, really. Uh, I, I I question myself that a little bit as well. I'm a little bit worried. I, I'm um, not so much about the five five guys that each week will be coming over from the PGA Tour to play on events that 
where they don't qualify for for the events over there i'm not sure at regular events how many guys are going to come over anyways you know uh because simply the the the, the price funds are not that much higher than maybe their corn fair events over there so i'm not sure how much traffic that that would get certainly in some in some events that uh maybe have a long history let's say i don't know the um, um bmw in munich uh, probably or, or some of them uh where it might be a little bit more uncomfortable is obviously big events where where the guys want to try and get into the rolex series events or the irish open mm-hmm. uh the big events where you know every card or every 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 spot makes a difference for the guys down the down the line and and then it it could uh because guys are going to come over for those events and they could make a difference um so i don't know i've i've obviously not been involved in 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 any of those talks uh, uh i've not been involved in any of the updates that maybe keith or his team has given to the players but uh but yeah, I I'm not really so much worried about the regular events because some of them struggle to fill the fields anyways. But certainly on the bigger events, when you know the guys wanna have a chance to play and play for the for the big points in the Rolex Series events or the 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 the, the events with high prize money, um, you know, there every every kind of um, um, player that gets put in front of you, um, you know, makes a difference for for somebody. Uh, and yeah. Um, that that uh, is is maybe something that uh, could be could be questioned by the membership of DP World to what it is. Um, so so we, we'll I guess we'll see how it how it turns out uh, earlier early on uh, into next season, especially at those uh, early events in in Dubai with the first uh, Rolex Series event there. But with um, with Eddie Pepperell rumored to become the chairman of the tournament committee or players committee or whatever it is. Do play do people like Eddie Pepperell have to be a lot stronger than the recent members have been regarding of putting their stance for the DP World Tour and not just rolling over and getting their bellies tickled because they've got a retainer? Do they have to be stronger? Um, I mean, I'm I'm glad for for the guys to finally to have some kind of security through that. I've I've said through a couple of years. Um, on the on the players committee where you know some uh some some improvements like that towards the players were 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 not feasible then um obviously with 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 the support or or the the alliance with the pga tour that now became became possible uh but yeah i mean i think as in politics also like in 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 this environment you want to you want a strong. I want. I'm mean, not opposition because at the end of the day you still work together. But you know that mm-hmm. that the players have a, have a big and and very valuable input on on the on the whole product because they are the product, and uh, uh, and and you know. Um, I know, I know for a fact that Eddie is a is a very outspoken guy. He's, I mean, he's quiet within a, within that environment, but I think he has. Uh, he has he has good ideas. I think he also listens to other guys and, and makes his own uh, opinion. But and to what you're saying, I've not heard about these rumors that Eddie is going to be the the, the chairman. Uh, I I've heard rumors that that, that David Hall wasn't wasn't um, um, really feeling comfortable during the 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 lift um, progression last year with his role as as players um, uh, committee uh, chairman. Um, and I've had a few had a few talks with him as well during that period. 
So we'll see. It would be would be nice to maybe also what you gotta say break up uh, a period of maybe maybe two old chairmans on the on that board with uh, with guys that are you know moving towards the seniors tour um, and and maybe bring in some fresh blood and fresh uh, ideas and fresh point of views. Uh, and 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 Eddie would certainly be one of the guys that could provide that. Brilliant. Excellent. That's superb. Excellent. Superb. What a brilliant way to finish this latest edition with Bern Wiesberger. I, st I, I still think, though, he shouldn't tweet as much as he does, though. But that's besides <laughs> the point. I agree. I agree. Hey, one last question that did come in while we've been and on he air. Should, and, he should, and, he should, and he shouldn't get reffed up by Westy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> West is fishing all the time with Peps. That's almost uh, pay-per-view, isn't it? It is pay-per-view. Well, Westy's obviously using the bait that Pepper all likes. But um, while we were on, on on air, there was a question that came up asking about have you ever have you heard anything about a tournament going back to Austria on the DP World Tour circuit? It hasn't been one since I believe it's 2021, and uh, just on outside D Vienna. On DP World or on Live? On DP Worlds, all live, all live. Who knows? Um, so, no, is the is the answer. I mean, we have a we have a challenge to event in in Austria that I think is um, is quite unique in the setting where it is. Um, the the DP World Tour event uh, that we played was a, a I think a filler event during COVID uh, when it was a little bit easier to get permission for the from the government to host mm -hmm. events. So so the guys came over. Um, and and played there. Um, and, oh, was that, was that Atzenbrug? Uh, Atzenbrug, wasn't it? At, yeah, Di Diamond Country Club. Yeah, yeah. Um, very good golf course. Uh, very strong golf course, especially when it's windy. Um, um, yeah. So, but the answer is no. I have not heard about a DP World Tour event. But obviously, in my position, I I would have to lie if I didn't flirt with the idea of of bringing. Uh, bringing Liv to Central Europe and it would be nice to have for for Austria or maybe Vienna to have a, a shot at some at some point. I think the guys would enjoy it. So um so yeah we'll see. But uh, as of right now I've not heard of of um of any DP World Tour events that are gonna be hosted in, in Austria. Um and uh you know it's a small kind of community so these these news would travel pretty quickly. So I, I unfortunately I don't think we will be able to to have one this year. Well, the growth of Sepp Strucker and Bernd Weisberger surely adds weight to the argument that Austria needs to be on the live circuit in Central Europe. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. Bernd, uh, it, do you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure. We could talk to you for hours. Um, I think there could be a possibility where we need to pay you to come on each week, to be honest with you, because... It, it is. It just flies by. The time flies by. Um, you do have to go and give those sweets out to the kids of Austria. And we're going to have to let you go. But please come back on again. It's been a pleasure. And I hope all the listeners have enjoyed the insights from a professional golfer, an honest professional golfer. So thank you, Bernd. Thanks, guys. Uh, always good to talk to you. I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to your... Uh, uh your podcast in the next couple of weeks see what's coming from it and, and obviously the, the the development with 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 everything within world golf so always uh always interesting what's happening next and uh you know hopefully uh hopefully some some good news on the horizon for for everyone involved we'll keep um, our fingers crossed thanks right, Bern, and we look forward to the pro-am
next year. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Just, That's brilliant. Just send me a text. Oh, oh hey, excellent. you know Let's I'm going to do that. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks, mate. All the best. Right. Have a great evening. Thanks, guys. Have Cheers. A good one. Bye. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. This, this really is beyond a joke now. He's, he's, he's gone gaga because this is, uh, this is quite... I've never seen anything like it before and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness.